worship you. We give you all the praises, Lord. We thank you for today where two or three are gathered. You're here in our midst. We thank you, Lord, that your word goes forth out of my lips unchecked and unhindered. We thank you, Lord, and Holy Spirit for quickening it, making it real and living and rhema to us today. We thank you, Lord, for your living word. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. You are more than welcome here. We invite you in, in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, say amen. Amen. I'd like to do something different today and take up our offering before we get into the Word. I've tried taking it at the end and it just doesn't seem to fit. It just doesn't seem right and I've tried different things, but I'd like to take it up this morning before we begin. Can I give you this basket, Olive? Can you take that? Go ahead. Will you put it on the chair right there? No. All right, you're fired. <laughs> You'll come along. <laughs> amen, amen. So we also have online giving. If you'd like to support us online, ElishaMarkMinistries.com. And if you're on Facebook, there should be a donation link there as well. But um, we'd love to have you. Thank you for partnering with us. So let's pray over this offering, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you that it's more blessed to give than to receive. We thank you that when we give, it is given back unto us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, do men and women add back into our lap. For with the same measure that we use, you promised us, it will be measured back to us. And we stand firm upon your promise and your word as we sow into this offering today. We thank you, Lord, for supernatural provision to get the job done. We thank you, Lord, for wealth coming from the north, east, south, and west, from every direction, new places, unknown places, because you promised us the secret riches in hidden places shall be ours, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for us the just. We give you praises for that wealth transfer coming into the hands and the body of Christ to move his kingdom on the earth with. We bless you, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to sow and to reap. And at the end of this service, we will join with you, Lord, in calling in our harvest on this earth. And we give you all the praises for it. And if you agree with that, say amen. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Giving always releases the blessing. Man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ephesians 5.16 was on my spirit. It says, redeem the time because the days are evil. Redeem the time because the days are evil. And I looked through that word a little bit. And I asked the Lord, Lord, what, what's that all about? How do we redeem the time because these are days are evil? And he said, speak the word. You redeem the time by speaking the word. Amen. Because the word is over time. The word created time. Amen. amen. Which means the word is over time. You don't have to wait to be healed, amen? You don't have to wait to have finances come in. You can have it in right now through the Word of God, amen? The Word is over time. It's not a respecter of persons, and it's not a respecter of time. The Word is over time, amen? So we redeem this time by speaking the Word into our lives and into our situations, by sowing the Word on a continual basis into our hearts, into our lives, and into the lives of others. Amen? Hallelujah. On the way here, we were just driving. I felt the Holy Spirit come in, and he just said, you know what the answer is? 
And I said, what, what's the answer? He said, you must flow in the spirit and not in the flesh. Amen. That's pretty much the answer to everything. Amen. You've got to flow in the spirit, not in the flesh. If you're having struggles, you're probably trying to strive in the flesh and not flowing with the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And I sent the comforter, the Holy Spirit, to lead you into all truth. Amen. So if we're struggling, we're not flowing in the spirit. We're flowing in the flesh. The Holy Spirit flow. Say Holy Spirit flow. This service. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing in this place. Amen. It's the anointing that will break every yoke of bondage. If you're sick and need healing, just take it right now. Grab it. He's here in your midst. Amen. The river is flowing in this place. Glory to God. What a blessed place. Hollowed ground where the word is able to flow freely and the Holy Ghost. That's the key. The Holy Ghost and the word together. That's the key ingredient for anything you'll need in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. I have a word. The Lord's transferring your purpose into your profession. The Lord is transferring your purpose into your profession. And the world kind of does that backwards, don't they? They look to their profession to find their purpose. The world changes their profession into their purpose. And it's not to be that way. The Lord takes our purpose and he turns it into our profession. Jesus turned his ministry and his assignment into his profession and did it with a spirit of excellence. Lord also told me this, before you can manage the body of Christ or have a place of even an usher or a deacon or an overseer, you must manage your own body well first. So if you can't even take care of this body well, it's not likely the Lord's going to promote you to take care of other bodies, the other members of Christ. Amen? If you can't feed your own body well, it's not likely the Lord's going to promote you to feed others well. So it all starts with us, amen? Feeding ourselves the word every day, consistency, diligence, amen? And the Lord will promote you to feed others that way, amen? It all comes through faithfulness and diligence. Promotion in the kingdom, amen? Increase, you may want to write this down, in the kingdom of God comes through faithfulness and diligence. Hallelujah. So your job's just your training ground. It can lead you into your purpose, but it's not your purpose on the earth if you're a child of God. Amen? Your profession can prepare you for your purpose, but your purpose can't prepare you for your profession. (laughs) Meaning everything in this life, everything you set your hand to is preparing you for what's to come. Amen? And if you're faithful in that place of service, if you're faithful with those small things, The Lord will promote you in due season, the Bible says, if you don't grow weary and faint. Meaning, if you stay faithful and diligent in your job right now, promotion's coming to you, amen? Amen. If we stay faithful here, promotion's coming, and the Lord will add others to us, amen? There's a set time, and there's a set season, marked by God, that if you stay on His path in faithfulness and diligence, That what God says will come to pass. He says he or she is prepared for the next level now. Next doors are open to walk through now, says the Lord. If you've been faithful in that place, if you've been diligent in those quiet years, 
And in the season when it seems like nothing's moving and I'm just being prepared, the Lord says, get ready to walk through your open door that I shall bring you. There's promotion coming to the body of Christ. And there's also levels in this life and in this kingdom. We can see that even in the marketplace. There's levels in life and levels in the kingdom. And the way to rise through those levels is through faithfulness and diligence. Promotion comes from the Lord and not from man. And, the, and God is always looking on our hearts. Amen. Have they been faithful here? I can get them ready for the next level. Have they been faithful and diligent? Promotion comes. Amen. Glory to God. So the Lord's transferring your purpose into your profession. Amen. Your calling's going to come forth. There's going to be open doors for ministry opportunities if you've been called into the ministry, saith the Lord. Good times are ahead. Amen. You know, if you're a carpenter first and you exercise a spirit of excellence, you're going to get promoted. Just like Jesus. Amen. He was a carpenter. He was excellent in his craft and promotion came. If you're excellent as a salesman first, you're going to get promoted. Amen. Again, your job is your training ground. It's your preparation field where God is watching you and preparing you for your call ahead. Amen. Say amen. 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 Glory to God. I just feel that there was a call to ministers over this service today and had to get that word out. The Lord is raising up many in our midst. Glory to God and online as well. Hallelujah. Can we just pray in the Holy Ghost for a second? (laughs) The Lord had given me a vision last Sunday of a blood-washed United States of America. And I had that vision and I'd like to get it out properly. So just pray in the Holy Ghost with us, if you will. Lord, open the eyes of our hearts and our understanding. Show us what's ahead, Holy Spirit. What's to come for the U.S.? Show us what's to come for this nation, for the people of God. We give you praises that it's a blessed time on earth and you are moving and preparing things for us like have never been seen in the face of history on this planet. We thank you, Lord, that preparation time is never wasted time, that you know exactly what you're doing, and at that pinpoint second and moment, you advance us forward. We thank you, Lord, that revival has already been released upon the earth, that a move and revival has already been released upon the United States, and that the United States shall indeed be washed in the blood of Jesus. That it's not the blood of war, it's not the blood of murder, and it's not the shed blood of innocent children, but it's the blood of Jesus that shall be spread throughout the United States. That it's time for unity amongst the churches, that it's time to come together, and each and every minister that's been in hiding and isolated in training for such as time as this, says the Lord, it's time to come together and to preach Christ as a collective body of Christ. To spread the blood in every city, every school that God was once taken out of, every business that God was taken out of, to everyone and everywhere. Revival has been brewing, and the initial blast is about to be released. There are millions of angels attending who have stood by anticipating this mighty move of the Holy Spirit and of the gospel being shared in every corner of this earth. It's time. There's a quickening that has begun. Who's ready? Question mark. 
This is what the Lord gave me this morning before this service. Who's ready? Whoever wants it and has been prepared will partake of the greatest move of the Holy Spirit this world has ever seen. I shall use the youth, the young, and the old to instruct and finance this great movement. And all shall see that he is the Lord Most High. All will have their part to play at the great mighty move in this hour. All, says the Lord, have their place at my table. The marriage supper of the Lamb. Get ready to move. Amen. Hallelujah for that word. Thank you, Jesus. It's been impressed in me. I've been spending a lot of time with Brother Betty Hinn of developing the person of the Holy Spirit in your own life. It's time to get close to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Because everything, He'll lead you into all truth. Amen? Amen. If you'd like to go to Luke 12 with me, Luke 12, 8. (laughs) I could use the water. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Luke 12, 8 says this. Say, I'm one with the Holy Spirit. One with the Holy Spirit. He is God. He is God. In my life. In my life. And God. And God. Upon the earth. Upon the earth. Don't discount the person of the Holy Spirit. He is God. Amen. We talk a lot about God. We talk a lot about Jesus, but we haven't talked nearly enough about the Holy Spirit. You should wake up every morning saying, good morning, Holy Spirit. He is God on the earth. Again, Father God is in heaven. Jesus, the Son, God, is in heaven. And the Holy Spirit, God, is the only part of the Godhead on the earth. It makes sense to get to know the Holy Spirit who is a perfect gentleman. He will not force him way, his way in on anyone. He has to be welcomed in. He has to be allowed into our service. He has to be invited into your house, your business, your finances, your body. Time to be possessed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs> if you're filled up with the Holy Ghost, if you're possessed with the Holy Ghost, you ain't going to be filled with no devil. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Luke 12, 8 says this. <clears throat> also, I say to you, words in red wind, this is Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Saying this to us. Also, I say to you, whoever confesses me, Jesus, before men, him, the Son of Man, Jesus, also will confess before the angels of God. I want to talk a little on angels today as well. Actually, a lot on angels. Also will confess before the angels of God. But he who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. And anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, Jesus, it will be forgiven him. Jesus says, I'll forgive him. But to him who blasphemes or speak against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him. 
This is the level of importance Jesus places on this third person of the Godhead called the Holy Ghost. Jesus is speaking about him here. Whoever speaks against this man of the Godhead, it will not be forgiven him. Now when they bring you to the synagogues and magistrates, verse 11, and authorities, do not worry about how or what you should answer in court or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very instance and hour what you ought to say. We see here through Jesus' teaching that the Holy Spirit was... I'm not even going to say that. The Holy Spirit was sent to teach us. He's the teacher of the church. He's the teacher of the body of Christ. Amen? It says that same anointing in you, Paul said, shall teach you all things. That's the Holy Ghost in you. He's your teacher and he dwells in you. Say, I receive the Holy Ghost. He's the author of this Bible. He is the author of this book. And he shall lead you into it. Any truth, any truth you need, he'll lead you into it. Amen? He's your teacher. Say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I receive you, I receive you as, my teacher. as my teacher. When I need to know anything, I'll look to you, and the Word says, and the word says you'll instruct me, you'll instruct me in, all truth. in all truth. Amen. Don't let anyone take the place of the Holy Spirit in your life. I'll say that again. Don't let any man or human or child or wife or husband take the place of the Holy Spirit in your life. And he's prompted me to ask you this question. Are you ready to sacrifice? If you want to go where I've told you you can go, it's going to take sacrifice. (laughs) And you'll have to put the Holy Spirit and the Word of God above men. It takes time and sacrifice. Amen? And not too many people are able to make that sacrifice, unfortunately. So don't let anyone take the place of the Holy Spirit in your life. He's your comforter. He's your teacher. He's your friend. He is God on the earth. Wake up saying every morning, Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lead me today. This book by Benny N. changed my life. This is a classic in the faith called Good Morning Holy Spirit, written in 1990. If you want to get to know the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit better, you can order this on Amazon. Amen? Good Morning Holy Spirit. This book changed my life. It will change your life, I guarantee it. It's very personable. Amen, amen. So get to know the Holy Spirit better. Hallelujah. Let's just give them some praise. You know, we, we praise God. We praise Jesus. Why haven't we given the Holy Spirit praise? Amen. He's an equal member of the Godhead. Amen. Holy Spirit, we worship you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for moving in our midst. That you are the one of the Godhead who dwells among us in this service today. 
Hallelujah. When the word goes forth, you are the person who moves and performs it. When the word goes forth, signs and wonders are performed at your quickening and at your movement. And all power in the Old Testament was through you. Those miracles, signs and wonders came through the mighty moving of the Holy Ghost that came upon men. And Holy Spirit, we're privileged as New Testament believers born again in the shed blood of Jesus Christ to have you living and dwelling inside of our bodies, our tabernacles, which is your dwelling place. Hallelujah. That you're within us now, living big within us, and can come upon us for service. A double anointing. A double portion that the prophets in the Old Testament never had. The Holy Spirit living within us and coming upon us for service. What an anointing. What miracles are supposed to take place in the new church, in the body of Christ. Amen. The power is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so we give you praises now, Holy Ghost. We get to know you like never before. Say, we're spirit-led. We're spirit-led. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 13.1 says this, if you'd like to turn there. Revival has come to the United States. And if it's come here, it's come elsewhere as well. The Lord has started from the top down. He started with us, the church, then it moved to the president and the overseers of this nation through government and is trickling to every member of that government right now. He started from the top down. Before 1 Corinthians 13.1, just real quick, 1 Corinthians 6.3 says, Do you not know you shall judge angels? Speaking to every member in the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 13.1, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. You may want to circle that. Whenever you speak in the gift of tongues or in the Holy Spirit, as Jude 20 says, you're speaking the language of angels. Whenever you speak in tongues, angels hear you in their language and move on your behalf. Yes. Whenever you pray in tongues, angels are listening and adhering to your words and your prayer language that you're praying and are preparing things for you and are working on your behalf. That's how important it is to pray in tongues. Because you're literally speaking their, their language. Not the demon's language. The devil and his cohorts, which was one-third of heaven, the Bible says, that fell, which leaves two-thirds of heaven as holy hosts, mm -hmm. sent to minister on behalf of the heirs of salvation. Angels of God outnumber hosts and angels of darkness two to one. At least. I'll share a verse that says there's much more than that. If we could peel back the flesh, the veil of the flesh right now, you would see angelic activity all around us. 
you'd see darkness and demons, and you'd see angels outnumbering them at least two to one. Moving things on your behalf, preparing stages, preparing jobs, preparing places for you to go on your behalf. If you remove that veil of the flesh, you'd see that spiritual activity in our midst right now. That's the truth. That's more real than what we see in the flesh. What we see in the flesh is a byproduct of that activity, that spiritual activity taking place, setting up the whole earth. They're the ones that did it. They're the ones that brought God's word into creation, did it all behind the scenes. There's no time and there's no place in the spirit realm. It's just like that. Light be, light was. Doesn't take time. He's again. He's there is no time with him. It's over. In the spirit realm, there's no time. It's just eternity, and they're always working. They're always moving on our behalf. So when we pray in tongues, when we pray in that prayer language, they're working. We should always have them working. Amen. I just want you to notice that. Will I speak with the tongues of men and of angels? It's angelic language, and they're moving. Amen, amen. amen. Hebrews 1, go there with me. Oh, Lord, help us see into the spirit realm. Yes, Lord. Help us see into the real realm that created all flesh, that created everything we see. Help us see into the spirit to realize we're spirits and not bodies. To realize we were created from the Spirit, we live in the Spirit, we move by the Spirit, and in Him we have our entire being, who is a Spirit. Amen. Hebrews 1, we'll start here. God, say God, who at various times and in various ways spoke, spoke, God's a speaker, amen? in time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days say last days days. say these are the last days these are the last days if this was written something around oh two thousand years ago a little later than that but we'll just say at least 1500 years ago these must be the last of the last days if he calls them the last days here these must be the last of the last amen has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things. So if you need things, get with the heir of all things. Through whom also he made the worlds, through Jesus, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, he became man and dwelt among us he was the express image of god's person god visible walking the earth the sample son and upholding all things by the word of his power he upholds all things by the word of his power the reason we're breathing today is because he spoke it into existence The reason the sun's not burning us up right now is because he held it there by his words that he spoke. Everything moves and breathes by him, by the spoken word of God. 
The reason we can last 120 years is because God spoke it into existence. Everything we see right now is upheld by the word of his power. Our heart is pumping right now because of the word of his power. Our lungs are breathing right now. Fresh oxygen by the word of his power. Because he keeps the atmosphere pure. Through the winds that operate through the word of his power. Everything we see in life operates through the word of his power. What a powerful God he is. Amen. How much power is in his spoken word. And then he gave prophets and men of God via the Holy Spirit to record it for us. What he said so that we can speak it and live like him. Amen. Speak God's word, live like he does. Speak man's words, live like men. The word was given to us to be spoken. It was spoken by God, recorded by men, to be spoken by men to relate to God. Literally, to become God on the earth. <laughs> to move as God on the earth again. Which he delegated to men. God men. God women. Amen. Not natural. Supernatural. Birth from a supernatural father. Amen. Say, I'm not just flesh and blood. Not just flesh and blood. I'm spirit. I am spirit. And those that worship him, that worship him must worship, must worship him. in spirit. In spirit. And in truth. And in truth. Upholding all things by the word of his power. Right. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they, Jesus, under which name every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth, angelic beings and all men. For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son? Today I have begotten you, and again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the angels of God worship Jesus. And of the angels, he says, Who makes his angels spirits, their spirits, and his ministers a flame of fire. Remember in the upper room? That tongue of fire, that cloven tongue fell upon each one of their shoulders. His ministers a flame of fire. Glory to God. That means fire can't burn up any angel. An angel of God, amen. But to the Son, he says, to Jesus, your throne, O God. This is to the Son, Jesus, calling him God here. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. He reigns and rules on the throne with a scepter of righteousness. Righteousness is the key 
to reigning in this life as kings. I'll never forget this. In 2013, I was awoken in the middle of the night, right here in Laguna Niguel in the apartment. Clarissa was laying right next to me. We were married, and I think you were pregnant with Sophie at the time, yeah. And I was listening to James Earl Jones reads the Bible on my iPhone, late at night, the book of Revelation. And the Lord appeared to me around 2 a.m., woke me up, sat straight up in bed, and I saw the Lord hand me a white scepter of righteousness. And it was when I was going through a turbulent, turbulent time, wrestling with righteousness through the condemnation of the devil. And he handed me this scepter, and I knew exactly what it was, the scepter of righteousness. And that seared something into me, that no matter what I've done, no matter what sin I've ever committed or will ever commit, that scepter of righteousness has been preordained and handed to every member of the body of Christ. That you are now forever righteous in his eyes. And that scepter, that revelation of what you've already become will cause you to reign in life as a king. When you comprehend and understand the righteousness you've permanently been made to be. That changed me. And then last year, 2018, I was awoken again around 2 a.m. in bed by little Olive, right there, who's three now, (laughs) praying in tongues in her sleep. The first of all our kids I heard pray in tongues. In her sleep, she was praying in a Hebrew tongue. And I rolled over and woke up because she woke me up. Just like that. And immediately the Holy Spirit was right there and quickened the interpretation in my spirit. And she said through tongues, through the Holy Spirit, you are righteous. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. The Lord seared that into my spirit again through my daughter at two years of age. That you have been made, and that's the message I have this morning. That you have been made and seared with the scepter of righteousness that Jesus holds and reigns his kingdom with in his right hand. And that no man, not even yourself, can ever take that scepter from your hand. No matter what you commit or what you've done in your past, you're free in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And Romans says, Whoever shall receive the abundance of grace and of the free gift of his righteousness shall reign as kings in this life. Reigning as a king in life comes through your revelation of what you've already been made to be. Righteous. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Verse 8 again, but to the Son he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. It'll never come to an end. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. (laughs) Planted. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you. Say, He has anointed 
me. He anointed, he anointed me. me. Thank you. With the oil of gladness more than your companions. Thank you. <laughs> that oil of gladness is a permanent work. It's a permanent flow of joy through the Holy Spirit, through your spirit. Your spirit and the Holy Spirit are now one. He flows, you flow. He moves, you move. Amen. He leads, I follow. He leads me into all truth. I follow the Holy Spirit into all truth. He's the revealer of anything you'll ever need to know. What about this? What about that? What about my children? What about my job? What about my business? What about my finances? What's to come? The Holy Spirit sent to answer all those questions. He'll lead you into all truth. He could lead you into a book called The Millionaire Next Door at Barnes & Noble and have you open to the middle of the book and read a passage that's in the Bible. I did that one time. Opened that book and saw the Word of God in there. The Holy Spirit led me to that. He'll lead you into all truth. And His Word is truth. Hallelujah. Every question you'll ever have has already been answered. You don't have problems. You may just have circumstances. But the believer doesn't have problems. Because every problem's already been provided for. It's already been solved. He's the truth. And you have permanent access to the truth. We're living under an open heaven right now. Anything we know, James 1.5, ask wisdom and it shall be given to you. If you have a question, ask and you shall receive the answer. That's how much God and the Son want us to look to the Holy Spirit to lead us into all truth. If we're living in lack, he's got the answer out of it. If you're in debt, he's got the solution. If you're sick, he has the answer. Amen? He'll lead you into all truth. Hallelujah. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness. Say, I have the oil of gladness. I have the oil of gladness. Resting upon me, Resting upon me and, within me and within me right now. Right now. Say, I'm anointed, I'm anointed in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. No matter how you feel in this life, no matter what you go through, you're permanently anointed as a child of God. And you, verse 10, you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth. And the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish. Everything we see here will be burnt up with fervent heat, the Bible says, and will melt. He'll just peel back the heaven, it says. And you can see everything in the Spirit before that last day. He'll show that to the world, and some of them will still not repent. Face to face. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth by his word. And the heavens are the work of your hands, put into motion through his spoken word. They will perish, but you remain. 
and they will all grow old like a garment. Like a cloak, you will fold them up. This earth, this world will just be folded up like you fold a piece of clothes and put it into a dresser. That's how easy, that's how big the hand of God is. Wow. Like a cloak, you will fold them up. They will be changed, but you are the same. And your years will not fail. But to which of the angels has he ever said, verse 13, <coughs> sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Who is the feet of Jesus? We are. We're his body. We are his feet. The body can't move without feet. My head can't move without feet being attached to my body. Jesus needs you just as much as you need him on the earth. He can't do anything without us. And we can't do anything without him. It's one. It's a relationship. It's fellowship. Amen? We can't move without him. He can't move without us. You're needed. If you've ever had thoughts from the devil about committing suicide, you can toss those out right now. You are much needed in God's eyes. He cannot move without his church on the earth. Say, I'm special. I'm important. And I have my purpose. And I will fulfill my assignment as the body of Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Lord will place you in your anointing. The Lord will place you in your position. That's what he's been doing. He's been maneuvering things and positioning us. Amen? For such a time as this. He said to the son, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Again, it's up to us and Jesus to put the devil under our feet. You take your authority, says yeah. the Lord. Amen? Yes, yes, yes. You use your authority and keep the devil under my feet, which are your feet. Are they not all ministering spirits? Talking about the angels here. Are they not all, every angel, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Angels were created to minister not to, but for the sons of man. This is their purpose. The angels know their purpose. We should know ours, amen? Yes. That we have command over them. Amen. That they're waiting to hear our voice to move and won't move without the son of men's permission. Angels can't work without you. Again, notice that verse in verse 14. They're ministered and sent to sent forth to minister for you. Meaning you're the one that needs to get accompanied with your angels. Get to know your angels. Because every man, the Bible says, has at least one at birth. And they've never left. Whether you're saved or unsaved, they're still there trying to get you saved right now. Trying to get you into church. Trying to get you in to hear the word positioning people 
to minister the gospel to you. Every man has at least one angel, the Bible says. When you get born again, I believe there's another angel added. When you get filled with the Holy Spirit, more angels are added to you for service now. We're standing right now in an innumerable company of angels. That's why when you get together in a setting like this or in a church service, it's illuminated. The anointing's increased because of the innumerable company we're surrounded with right now. Elisha said to his servant Gehazi, open up his eyes that he may see the truth. Give him that the ministry of discernment and the manifestation of discernment to open his eyes to see what's really taking place. And that will change your life. And the Lord granted it to him, his prayer. His servant's eyes were opened and he saw the army of the Lord encamped around the battle, Elisha and him. Chariots of fire outnumbering the armies of the enemy. That's my prayer today and for us that he opens our eyes in this new season of discernment. Open our eyes to the spirit land. Open our eyes to what's real, to what's la- to what will last that is eternal forever that shall not perish. And get our eyes off of all this stuff that will perish. But what meant what is meant to be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for quickening it. We give you all the praises. Did everyone get something from this word? Hallelujah. I just want to keep going. <laughs> Hallelujah. I had a reference here, but we have come into an innumerable company of angels. Hebrews 12.22. We'll start in verse 18. Hebrews 12.18. And we'll end with this. (laughs) For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire and to the blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. For they could not endure what was commanded. And if so much as a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow, the scriptures say. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, Proverbs says. You'll have a godly fear of the Lord, amen, when you come to him. He'll show you how big he is. That's the beginning of wisdom. That is the beginning of knowledge. A reverent fear of God. And those to come to him must believe that he is and is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and tremble. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God. Say, I'm in the city right now. I'm in his kingdom right now. The heavenly Jerusalem. To an innumerable company of angels. That just that tells me they not only outnumber the enemy two to one, but you can't count how many of them are around you right now. An innumerable company, meaning they keep company with you of angels. So what have you been afraid to do? 
because it shouldn't strict you anymore. You have come into an innumerable company of angels positioned round about you right now and your children. The Bible says to a thousand generations. They're ministering spirits sent to minister for you. So speak their language and get them moving. Amen. It's all in this service by praying in unknown tongues. Amen. If you don't have the gift of tongues, you need the gift of tongues because you want angels to move on your behalf. (coughs) You got to get with that gift. Amen. And the Holy Spirit will give that gift to every man and woman who asks him. Again, he's not going to force that gift on you. If you don't want it, he won't give it to you. You don't have to be afraid of that. Amen. But if you do, he'll freely give it to you. Freely received, freely given. Amen. So let's all stand and close out, shall we? The Holy Spirit is in our midst. We look to you, Holy Spirit. You are the gift giver. And we give you praises for giving us the gifts that we earnestly desire, the Bible says. We earnestly desire the best gifts. And one of the best gifts that you have ever given to man is the gift of speaking in unknown tongues. To edify ourselves up, to build ourselves up on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost or in the gift of tongues, keeping ourselves in the love of God in these last days. I give you praises, Lord, for your gifts, Holy Spirit, for dispersing them severally as you will today on every member here and listening online. Again, there's no time in the spirit realm. You can receive online just as you were here right now. The anointing's there. Just take your gift. Take it. Those gifts you've been desiring. Lord, I've desired that gift of discernment. Give it to me, please. Help me see with my spiritual eyes of understanding. Open my eyes to what's really real that will last for all eternity, not to what's temporary. Help me see through my spirit today. Holy Spirit, we give you free course in this place. You are welcome here. Move on us any way you see fit. Healing, restoration of the body, recovery of sight to the blind, the opening of deaf ears, the lips of the stammerer and the tongues of the stammerer being loosened in Jesus' name today. Freedom of speech. Freedom to talk plainly. Loose Steve's tongue today in Jesus' name. Be loosed in Jesus' name. Be quickened today in Jesus' name. Arthritis has been defeated says the Lord. I took it upon my own body on the cross so you don't have to bear it. It's blasphemy for you to be stuck with it because I was already stuck with it, says the Lord. God placed it on me, not on you. That's the devil, and you need to resist him with the truth of the word to get him off your joints, to get him off your body. Resist the devil, and I promised you he shall flee from you. Literally, he shall run from you as if in terror. We resist arthritis today as a collective group of the body of Christ without weakness, without pain, without infirmity. We are the body of Christ. And every pain Jesus bore 
every sickness, every disease, Jesus took upon his body on the cross so we don't have to bear it. We're seated with him in heavenly places right now. And we give you all the praises for the freedom you freely gave us by grace. We take it freely today. Receive your healing. Freely given, freely taken. All you have to do is take it. It's an open hand from God that has been eternally stretched out to you. He'll never close his hand. Again, we live under an open heaven. Say, I take what I need. Right now. From the throne room of grace. I enter in through praise and thanksgiving and thanksgiving and take freely right now and take freely right now everything i need everything i need say i believe in miracles i believe in miracles i believe i believe i'll have one today i'll have one today thank you thank you thank you take your money Take your healing, your health. Take your children back. Take what rightfully belongs to you. It's seared in blood. Your healing has been seared into you by the blood of Jesus. Your prosperity has been seared into your spirit through the blood of Jesus. Life in full has been freely given to you through his eternal blood that was shed on the cross. Jesus said, it is finished. The work's completed, folks. He's done his part. Oh, I take it. I take restoration. Restoration of finances. Restoration of relationships. For every man and woman the devil took out of your path that was God-ordained, I command seven to replace it. Sevenfold restoration, which means divine connections, which means friendships are coming you've never had, which means partners are coming your way which you've never had. Thank you, Lord, for restoring relationships in this season. I give you all the praises. If you agree with that, say amen. Hallelujah. And thank you for being with us. And I promised at the end we'd call in our harvest together. Amen. That every seed sown produces a harvest. The Bible says it. I believe it. That settles it. Amen. Say harvest. Cometh to me, to me. Now. now harvest, harvest. cometh come to, to me now, now. say I'm an, aggressive I'm an aggressive harvester, harvester. I, am a good I am a good reaper, reaper. reaper. Harvest. harvest cometh, cometh. To, me. to me now now, now give him some praises hallelujah, hallelujah. you said it it's on the way amen, amen. don't speak against it it's headed in your direction, amen? Don't you dare speak against your harvest coming to you. 
It's on the way. Wait for it. Amen. In due season, you'll have it in your possession, the Bible says. Glory to God. Thank you for being with us. We love you guys. Bless you. Good to see you, sir. Oh, man, that's cool. That's nice.